Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Right now, another controversial subject, of course, are the appointees to the Police Services Board. Now, uh, there are citizen members, as we all know, appointed to the Police Services Board, and uh, there are provincial appointees, and that's done by the provincial government of the day. Now, that's technically something that the council doesn't have any say in. Uh, they may want to recommend somebody, but they really have no say in actually how that process uh, rolls out. And uh, there are some concerns about some of those provincial members. However, given the fact that we've had so many discussions and, frankly, debates about inclusion uh, in, in the city, especially when it comes to appointees to citizen boards, uh, there were, I think, a number of people that had some expectation that when the city council made their appointment to the police services board, they do get to, to appoint one city member, one citizen. Uh, well, the, the concern here is that the, those those parameters that have been set out there, uh, well, I'm not so sure that they were followed properly, uh, which is no I, I reflection, I guess, on the individual who was actually chosen. But the problem is, is there's some concern here about diversity or the lack of diversity uh, that uh, that is actually going to be happening here. The citizen appointee is actually Fred Benick, who was, uh, of course, retired. He is the retired president of Zip Signs, uh, you may know from this community. But there are others who feel as if they should have had uh, more serious consideration. Joining us to talk about this is Evelyn Myrie, exceptional community strategist, freelance columnist, and uh, motivational speaker. Uh, Evelyn, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And and again, as I've talked to other people about this, Evelyn, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, your concern here is not is not any reference. It's not meant to downgrade Mr. Uh, Mr. Benick by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the choice here, by the way, is not Hamilton Police. This is City Council and their selection committee, correct? Sure. And yeah, I agree with you. I certainly don't miss Mr. Uh, Benick myself, but um, we wouldn't want to attack people for putting their names forward to serve their community. That's very commendable of him to do that. And and you know we hope that he he does a wonderful job and that he enhances the the, you know, the work that the board is doing. But what about this issue about diversity? This is not as if the council can't say, "Well, gee, we didn't know that was important to you." <laughs> well, this is a missed opportunity. I thought, but let me say up front that I did put my name forward. Um, so, and for my comments here are not limited related really to me not being um, selected. I can separate myself from all of this. So, um, yeah. Th- so, so this is like, this is not sour grapes. No, absolutely not. It was more um, just really that the city, you know, had lots of conversation about this whole notion of diversity and inclusion, especially around the police services, and and there was a feeling in the public square that the time is really right for that to happen, given some situation that occurred in the past and some of the issues that were taking place with police services locally bringing other voices from diverse backgrounds, different experiences to the table would help to modernize our police services for it. Um, and I know there are competent people who applied for this position. So I think, really, they need to be much clearer around what they're looking for because the people I know apply have great um, organizational governance skills, experience in, in uh, some policing areas, working in communities in various backgrounds. So I am a little surprised about the selection because I thought we had really good good uh, choices that would cover diversity as well. Um, but certainly cultural competency doesn't seem to appear to be one of the um, attributes that the board is looking for. Perhaps they think they could bring in someone instead to teach com- competence as opposed to having someone in the governance role. 
um, to help guide discussions at the table, bring different points of view, different perspectives um, to the table. Maybe that's not something that's a priority for the city council, for city councilors. And 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 I mean it has happened. I mean the provincial appointees. And I've talked to. I've been open about this in the past. I'm very supportive of Pat Mandy, for instance, as a provincial appointee, uh, who has incredible administrative skills. And of course, her her, her heritage is is Aboriginal, uh, but she's been a, a, a strong member and a committed member to this community. I'm fine with that. But I'm gonna. I'm, I'm and I'm not. I'm not. Again, I don't have any skin in this game either. Okay, because I don't know anybody who applied. Uh, I know of some of them, and uh, the, the one that comes to mind, of course, is Emil Joseph, who has been a guest on this program in the past. He's a, an assistant prof over at McMaster University, and uh, and he's talked to us about, uh, about things like civil rights issues and things of this nature in the past. Uh, but he's worked in the courts and in the justice system. Uh, he interned with Waterloo Police. He's worked on committees, not-for-profit boards. His dad was a cop. He sounds to me like a pretty good candidate. And and the problem we've got here, Evelyn, is that he's not the first I hope he's the last, but he's not the first one to say, oh, why didn't he qualify? What, what, what was the problem here? Exactly. And I, I thought that's me necessarily, honestly, because I'm very uh, much involved in community activism, so I could see them saying, oh, you know, maybe he has such a strong opinion and issues. So I could actually pull my set out of that. But I thought Emil Joseph would have been a great um, addition to the board, given his background and he works, the work he's done over the years. And he certainly has not been out there um, Speaking again around policing issues necessarily, he seemed to be a very level-headed, balanced person around this issue. So I was a little surprised that if there was going to be someone, I really thought it might have been him. Um, you know, I know I have the skills and the competences, but I also know that I'm very much involved in the community and that's always around each table is something that's an asset. So I thought, okay, this, this professor at Mac could be a good person, could be, you know, unbiased and look at the issues broadly. Um, so I was a bit surprised that he didn't get chosen, actually. So I, I, that's why I'm saying I don't know what they're looking for then. But he, he joins a list now, Evelyn, because you and I seem to have this discussion every time they go through this process uh, of, of saying, well, wait a second, we know some of the people that applied for these positions, very capable people, uh, some of them people of color, some of them of, mm-hmm. of, of different ethnic backgrounds, yeah. uh, some from the LGBTQ community, yeah. uh, and they don't seem to make the cut. And, 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 and of course, the council is very guarded about this. Well, it's a confidential process, and we can't really go into why we chose this one over that one. But it just seems as if, well, wait a second here. There's, there's a pattern developing here. And, and this was raised, of course, when they, they were trying to set the parameters for the hiring of the new city manager. Uh, and, and, and I think the councillors, including Councillor Wilson, Councillor Nan, and others, were quite clear to say that doesn't mean we want somebody, but we want them to be given equal consideration. Mm-hmm. And when, it, when you consistently see this not happening and these people not being selected, uh, it raises questions. Absolutely, and the status quo remains. And um, I'm a bit, dis- I'm disappointed that city councillors didn't make the right decision, in my opinion, in terms of addressing the issue of cultural competency, bringing v- various um, backgrounds and people on governance, leadership, uh, in the leadership position as the police services ward. Uh, I'm, if not now, when? <laughs> I thought this was the perfect timing because there's been a storm around it in the conversations around it and in the community, and there was there appeared to be an openness towards that. And even in articles written, um, commented by um, Councillor Ferguson, mentioned that yeah, we do have a problem around gender and, and diversity. We need to address that. And, and our- so I was, no idea what the openness to it. Um, in words, but indeed, in action, it seemed to have fallen short. 
Um, it's not a priority for because all things being equal, I think, you know, there are certain things all of us would have to learn around the table, around certain acts and certain policing pr pr procedures and protocols that part of the onboarding that all of us could have learned um, from Mr. Manik to um, Emil Joseph or Laila Mikosh or myself. So I'm not sure what is the core value they're looking for. And that's what I would like to know. At least, even the, the, at least get an idea that this is what they're looking for. So don't put your resumes in because you, you don't have a qualification. I think they need to be much more clear. But here's the thing, <laughs> among many things. Uh, if you look at the composition of the, of the current city council, and uh, I, I think, you know, we're not there yet, but there's much more diversity, uh, gender diversity, obviously ethnic diversity. That it's much more reflective of the community than yeah. it has been in past years. It has been, but you know what, Bill? You talk about changes does not take place with one person being around the table. It takes a critical mass. That's why you need more people around the table from very diverse backgrounds. And so that's when you see change. You, you can't put one woman on a board and expect organizational change to take place. It's not going to happen. She will leave the organization, similarly with racialized people. So, you know, Councilor Nan and uh, the Marine, Marine Wilson are very progressive, and others are very progressive at city council, but they're not going to change the, <laughs> the dynamics of council. It needs people on there. No, but, it, it, mass but here's, here's the thing. The city has spoken. In other words, we, the people, elected those people. Uh, because we wanted to see that kind of diversity on this council. I mean, there's a great deal of talent there, too. It's not, uh, yeah, of course, but, of but, but in other words, why can't these fellow councillors look around the table and say, geez, you know what, maybe we should adopt some of these ideas, because clearly the community is speaking to us. Well, you know, it's a lot of horse trading take place in that organization, too, so we, we don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't figure out how they make decisions. Well, I, and I've seen that. I mean, I, 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 you know, I wasn't on the committee clearly, but it, I, I see this happen all the time. And I've, I've been quite critical about the selection committee in the past. Oftentimes, the people whose names are put forward are people that worked on somebody's campaign, uh, you know, yeah. previous to that, and this is the reward for their their dedication or their, their donation or whatever the case. And I'm not suggesting by any stretch of the no, imagination that that's what happened to Mr. Bennick. I don't know Mr. Bennick. I don't know who he knows. Probably, and and I'm sure he's a fine pick, but. Uh, I just know that that has happened in the past, and you're absolutely right, Evelyn. It has influenced who's been selected and not selected. Absolutely, and it's very clear that council competency is not a key um, attribute that the, that the city councils were looking for around the table. Because along with cultural competency, leadership, uh, twenty odd and decades of leadership in this community for many of the individuals and in their various organizations. Uh, are those are the skill set brought to the table? Team building, leadership development, leadership uh, governance experience, and those weren't um, didn't matter. And cultural competency on top of that, and it seems to me that um, cultural competency was definitely off the table. So what do you do? I mean, you know, this this is this is the last one here. There's, there won't be any more citizen appointees, for instance, to the police services board until after the next election. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Benick's uh, uh, term will end, of course, and it's up to the council whether to reappoint him, but he's going to have to go through the process again. Do, right. we, do we just throw up our hands and say, oh, well, I guess we missed the boat on this one. We'll wait four more years. Or, uh, how do you respond to this? Um, I, I would say if you never give up and you do social development work, community activism takes a lot of keep, keep going, pushing the, um, you know, the envelope. Um, keep educating the community so that they'll be more empowered to speak out more, to let their counselor know what they're looking for. 
Uh, we've been pushing gender equity at City Council for very many years. So many times we were like giving up, but in this in this business, you never give up. When you give up, it's time for you to. <laughs> you got to be frustrated, though. Yeah, it is frustrating. It is frustrating, but I think we need to re- recalibrate. And um, you know, I think it'd be great to talk to some of the councilors as to. I'd love to hear what what they're looking for, even on a post evaluation meeting. These are what we're looking for. This is where you fall short, so people know what it is and more clear what they they should be more mindful of when they apply in the future. Well, because there are a couple of opportunities here, and and I know that there was a a, a big uproar, of course, when when Jordy Elms was appointed as one of the provincial members as well. Uh, and and I, I know Jordy a little bit. Uh, he's an outstanding guy who's very dedicated to the community, as as all of them are to a certain extent. But but I just wonder what filter the the committee looks at these things under, and when they finally make their their determination as to who's actually going to get the appointment. And that's what we're trying to uh, puzzle us. I think this this is a great a missed opportunity. The city of the city has made a they've made a you know they've missed opportunity to really shift the dynamic at the police services and bringing a more uh, bringing some cultural competency along with all the other attributes that they're looking for uh, around the table, and it's disappointing. But as I said, we are as a community organize ourselves and to let our voices be heard. So the next time there's not there's a uh, process um, that this will become much more of a, a key key competence that they've been looking for. Well, I know you're working hard on this. Uh, so many other people in the community from various uh, backgrounds are working hard on this to try to get that message across. Uh, and, and I think it's resonating. I think people in the community are certainly listening to it. And I think there's a growing demand to see that represented at, at the city uh, and in the police services. And we've talked with Chief Gert about this, and I know you have too, uh, about more diversity within the police service itself. But the board is a political decision. Uh, you know, nobody gets elected to that. Uh, it's a, it's made by city council or by the provincial government, of course, for the other two appointees, uh, and that's that's where the that's where the, the disconnect seems to be. That's where the okay. I mean, you know, that that message maybe isn't resonating to the. That's po- where yeah, absolutely. So in the meantime, at the operational level, we just encourage the chief and his senior team to ensure that he's implementing his diversity, um, you know, policies and programs and rolling out of a very robust program to ensure that his staff, his frontline staff, his civilian staff are very competent around the area of diversity and inclusion. That's another angle. We have to really keep that, keep um, keeping your eyes on those issues as well. So at the governance level, we hope for more diversity around the table. At the same time, at the operational level, we can encourage the chief and his leadership team to, start, to ensure that his time, uh, his metrics around diversity is being adhered to. We can actually um, report on his, his diversity goals. So we can find other ways in the meantime to address some of the diversity issues at, at, at the police services. But it's disappointing that at the governance level and leadership level, uh, there's an absence of that. Well, it's, uh, I, I can understand your frustration, but it's also very evident that you're not giving up. No, you never give up in social justice work. Exactly. Evelyn, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today. Thank you. Take care. That's Evelyn Myrie, of course. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.